Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I am your host, Terry Welbrock. Excited to have with me today, Amit Yanko. Did I do it? You did it. (laughs) All right. Such a beautiful name. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It's really a pleasure and excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So I was saying to you before we started recording that, um, you know, I'm excited to see that your book is on Amazon. So let's start with that and talk to us about it. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Here it is copy in my hands. It's really uh, exhilarating and truly terrifying at the same time, (laughs) but it's here. Like just to see the written word in paper form is amazing. Uh, It's, I guess in some ways it's a labor of love, but there's so much in there that it's a labor of so many other things. I believe I, it's, it started off from um, of being a story about me walking the Camino de Santiago in Spain uh, five and a half years ago. Um, and it was a really long journey that I took. And then when I started to write it, it was, it was long for a number of reasons, partly because many people walk with a backpack, like a heavy backpack, and they can walk pretty far every day. And for a number of reasons, um, mostly related to an accident that I was in 10 years ago. Um, so I have these invisible disabilities and I can't carry anything heavy and I have chronic pain, so I can't walk that far every day at the time. And so I needed to be very creative in how I would find um, help. So anyway, so that's all in, this, in my story also. But in the, in the process of writing the book also, I came across many hurdles, lots of bumps, lots of places where I just thought, I don't know how to write this. I don't know how to explain this. I'm stuck. And I would leave it alone for years. And then I guess in some ways, the Me Too, what happened, and everything around that happened, I think that triggered me in many ways not quite in that same vein of things, but it did trigger me. And I was looking at all these women who were standing up and speaking and not living in shame and pain and, and hide hidden away. And I think that really emboldened me somehow. I realized. Yes. I get you know? it. I, I so understand because I, I've done that same thing where I've, in my book, you know, I've stopped for various reasons, either, you know, like, I, I'm not quite sure how to communicate this, or is this too much, you know, am I sharing too much, and um, wanting to be on this, you know, focus on the positive, but yeah, and then, but seeing all these people, these women, you know, empowered, and standing up, and sharing their story, um, it is, it's, it is very empowering, and motivational, yeah. Yeah, so it really did that, it motivated me to fill in the gaps, let's say. And um, I think that's really what it took. It was the pivot that really pushed me, prompted me into filling in those gaps. And then it made more sense to me. Okay. And what's the, what's the title of your book? It's called Unbound Together, A Journey to the End of the Earth and Beyond. Um, yeah. And I love the is. cover. I saw, I saw on, um, I think it was your blog, how... You, you know, you were trying to get the cover designed because I have a vision in my head of mine and trying to get it designed and you finally had found, you know, an artist, a British artist, I think it had said. Um, and yeah, and you were able to get it done and it's, I love it. 
great cover. Well, thank you. I have to say, though, even though you helped me put it together, this whole design, especially of the rope and with the, um, the wind turbines and the characters on the rope and everything, anyone who's walked the Camino, that will resonate as coming from a very iconic sculpture um, somewhere along the beginnings of the uh, Camino in Spain. But this whole design is actually mine. <laughs> my idea, my vision, but he helped me put it together. So I, I'm very appreciative for him. Um, yeah, doing that. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Have, I have my vision in my head too. As a matter of fact, That's I'm going to grab this. I'm going to grab see. this off the wall. <laughs> yeah. So my book, my book is Unicorn Shadows um, From Trauma to Triumph, a Healing Journey. And someone painted, it's a girl praying. Yeah, I see that with the and unicorn next to it. With the unicorn, and then, you know, so it's the unicorn shadow. And so I had nice. just started talking about my title, and then, you know, a friend of a friend painted that for me and sent it to me, and it was just so beautiful. But, yes, along the lines of, of what I envision, but I do have this right. vision in my head, and I'll just have to get somebody to eventually make it for me. So, yeah. Very exciting for you. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So, yeah, so this journey um, – I've heard just amazing. I watched The Way, which was a movie mm. about, yeah. um, oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the actor. Um, the, Martin Machine, I yes, think. Yes, Martin Machine. Martin Machine, yeah. About his journey after his son had, had died. Um, you know, and yeah, very powerful. So, how long did it take you? Um, it was altogether. All the walking I did was uh, close to about seven weeks, close to eight weeks. But the reason that happened was, first of all, because I had to walk at a slower pace. But I didn't want to stop walking, full confession. <laughs> I did not want to stop walking. It, uh, it was, it, generally speaking, being in nature and walking freely every day and seeing amazing sights every day, even when it rained and it was cold. And, you know, there were lots of, like I said, challenges along the way. It was such a gift, and um, and because I can't sit, that's one of the, um, I guess, uh, disabilities or limitations I have. Um, what better for me than to be able to walk every day? I mean, I just that was that was a really dream come true. So I kept on walking and walking, and then finally I had to come back. So that was about seven weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and yeah. I've heard. I mean, it's just just such a beautiful journey in so many ways. I mean from the sites to just the, the spiritual part of it. Um, yeah. I think everybody really sort of um, gets nourished and nurtures themselves in a different way. I felt I met very few people who aborted for reasons of, you know, boredom or not seen enough. People were really um, sort of, you know, going through some very profound and very meaningful and joyful and, um, sorrowful experiences, um, but it was it was very intense, and also there was so much rejoicing and so much laughter, and it was really it's sort of hard to explain when you haven't gone right. on one of these right. walks yourself. But it's a right. beautiful experience, yeah. Very and nice. I've heard, I mean, just the the camaraderie and the way people support one another from the locals to the people who are also oh. going along, you know, the journey themselves. Yeah, it definitely helps. You know, I went on one of the on the the path that is the most popular, the busiest, but it was also at the tail end of the season, so it was a little quieter. So if you want really to be with a lot of people, you go during the summer or you go on that path. But 
there are so many others, so so many other routes to take. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not Beautiful. just it's not just the one route. Hmm. No. Okay. No. Awesome. In fact, I'm planning to do another one in Italy later this year. Okay. So another Camino. Yes. Awesome. Really I and feel like I'm at the, I'm at the intersection of uh, of walking and writing and walking again. That's okay. Nice. Yeah. Where are you? Where are you coming to us from today? I'm from, imagine, a very sunny, tropical place of uh, Bali, the island oh. of Bali in Indonesia, yes. Wow. Yes, you know, literally on the other side of the world of you. <laughs> right, right. I've never been, you know, I think I've left the United States to go to Mexico and the Bahamas, but that's been it. You know, I haven't been anywhere as far as Europe or Asia, and I've just, again, I'm meeting so many amazing people doing this podcast and interviewing people all over the world, and um, yeah. Yeah, just hearing about these beautiful places. Yeah, it's nice and sunny. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice and sunny and hot. Come and visit if you like while I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what yeah. else is it that um what else is it that you were you were involved in and doing? Uh well, I've been a writer for I became a writer actually more after this accident that I had ten years ago and I came to Bali for healing and I've been here since. So I've been doing a lot of writing and editing mostly, but I also have a very strong artistic side and I really like to paint and I facilitate creative expression workshops. I've been doing that and also bringing into that a lot of different modalities, um, Reiki and movement and I just finished a therapeutic um, study. I studied narrative therapy down in Australia. So I've been integrating those practices into it. So I do these workshops or one-on-one -on -one sessions with people also to sort of really get grounded and disconnect from our very digital and increasingly digital world so you can return to nature. Yeah. Um, I create labyrinths in gardens for walking meditation and I do yoga. Um, yeah, yeah, all that mindfulness. I just had a conversation with someone today, earlier today, about um, mindfulness and its healing properties and how it's in nature and i said you know i live four minutes from a nature center and we oh. we're members and it's it's just magnificent i i try to hike you know at least three times a week more if i can um just to be out there some and, and again another friend recently told me it's it's worded that she had heard it called a nature bath, taking a nature bath and i love that visual of just immersing yeah. myself into nature um, and it is so, you know, with my trauma history, mindfulness is my favorite, favorite practice for recentering myself in that five, four, three, two, one, you know, I practice that in nature a lot and, and, uh, very powerful. Yeah. I think that was also one of the motivating factors without me really being conscious about it, of walking the Camino. And that actually does come out in the book that I thought I was just going for healing for my body. I wanted to sort of amp up my healing and I thought walking really far would do it but I think in the process and because of the challenges and the triggers that came up along the way oh all that past trauma came up um, yeah. as, as it could but it also became a healing process you know that whole like exactly as you're explaining you know the walking and being back into nature there's something very welcoming embracing soothing um, accepting yeah Yes, very much so. There's just, you know, just the energy. It's just such a calming energy for me from from the sounds, you know. And I'm that I'm that silly person that uh, 
you know, my friends, my friends like my kids, you know, seriously make fun of me because I'll see a ladybug and I stop and I'm like, well, hello, little ladybug. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I do say it's great. <laughs> I think it's wonderful, you know, yeah. there, there's just something about that, that appreciation, I guess, of, um, of nature. Yeah. I am totally with you on that. You should come here and we'll stop and talk to the snails oh, and we'll talk I, to the butterflies. <laughs> and I stop all the time, Terry. I'm totally with you because what's the difference talking to a creature? I mean, I'll pick up a snail and move it out of the path because yes. safe. Like we should be safe. And I am totally oh on my gosh, that is, with you. Yes, I am so right there with you. As a matter of fact, I'm we came across the snake. Now it's Ohio and, you know, nothing poisonous, nothing dangerous. It was just like a little black snake or something. And I had my walking stick. I have a, like a hiking stick. And I, so I just, I was like, come on, little buddy. And I was trying to shoo him off the path because right. it was a busy day at the nature center. And I didn't want him to get stepped on or hurt. So I just lifted him very carefully with my stick and put him over, you know, off the path. But yeah, I talked to him the whole time I was doing it. That's what we should be doing. I don't think it should be seen as uh, eccentric or unusual. And because right. like we are part of nature, those creatures are as well. We yes. interact. Yeah. That's uh, maybe it's wacky to some, to but yeah. Yeah. I believe. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Um, so yeah. Do you want to share your story at all? Like the, the trauma part of it? You don't certainly don't have to, but you're welcome to. Um, yeah, I think my body keeps the score of a lot of trauma, actually, from, I mean, from as of 10 years ago, um, this accident, I fell from a bridge while I was cycling in Cambodia, and I fell about uh, 30 feet. I returned there uh, a couple years after that. Um, but it was a very miraculous, I guess, um, experience because of the way I was able to survive because of where I had landed and how I landed and, uh, and doctors that saw me afterwards were just astounded that I had survived and that I was not fully paralyzed um, or with a major head injury because there was no helmet. And um, so, yeah, there was a lot of miracles involved there um, in terms of, you know, the center where I was taken to, which was not a public hospital, and otherwise I would have died. And, you know, I fell down onto a rocky riverbank. And oh, my God. There, there are a lot of, yeah, dimensions to this experience um, that day that really I believe the stars were aligned, or as my astrologer has said to me, he actually tried to warn me off, off of the traveling path. So he kind of knew something was up, and he was trying wow. to warn me Anyway, so together with that, though, you know, and I think the Camino uh, helped uh, elevate or bring out of the shadow some more my history of trauma going back to childhood, I guess, or my youth. Um, and that comes from, you know, from the home and dealing with um, a mother who was admittedly, she admitted um, eventually just a few years ago, quite cruel and abusive and the more I've tried to understand her because I have had some con long conversations with her it's I think it, I really now believe more and more in intergenerational and inherited family trauma and I really almost forced myself to to just listen to her stories um, I thought that might help me understand more so about my own life and what it transferred down to me so there was a lot to deal with, but it really affected me um, very profoundly 
the trauma that I lived with on many levels. Still does in some ways today, but you know, we, I kind of see myself as still a, a piece of clay that's still in a molding and, you know, refining and tweaking and as we all are, I think, yes. in process through our lives. And so there's that, you know, dealing and juggling with, you know, emotional, psychological um, remnants of trauma and still the very real um, physical impairments that I deal with from my accident. So I kind of feel like I'm a, a basket of goodies. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, and yet uh, every day when the sun shines and I wake up in the morning, I'm still grateful for what I do have. And um, like, what will today bring? And it's an interesting life. Let's put it that way. It's an interesting yeah. life. Yeah. Well, and I love... I love that you honored your mom's history and her story, even through the pain. My, my mom is 83 um, and was a severe alcoholic my entire life and had narcissistic tendencies when she would, was intoxicated to the point of um, you know, neglect and um, shunning us, my sister and I. And um, you know, I was angry for so long with you know, her drinking, her addiction and not understanding, you know, because it impacted me and certainly caused me heartache. But then about a year, a little over a year ago, she quit drinking. And um, she had not by her own choice. She got very ill and then was put into a rehabilitation center. But during that, instead of being angry with her, my sister and I talked and we came at her and said, and started asking her, Mom, what's your story? And we did the same thing and we allowed her and she started, she started healing at 82 years old. Um, you know, she's, she went almost a year, almost a year without drinking. And then on, on Valentine's Day, she started drinking again this year mm -hmm. and she's struggling and it's, but it's, I'm no longer angry about it. It's her journey. Um, and she's, she's got to heal, but I so totally understand um, what you're saying. Yeah. And I, Again, I, I just think it's beautiful that you honored your mom's journey, too. Well, and thank you for sharing your story. I think it's so interesting also that my mom is also 82 right now um, and doesn't struggle with alcoholism, but some other things. I think the narcissism is often a, not a maybe byproduct, but often um, a dimension of um, parents or people who behave this way. Um, it was, it was very tough to do what I did. And it sounds like it probably wasn't the easiest thing for you, but that you did it with your sister maybe helped. Um, yeah. yeah and I think how else are we really going to heal ourselves and others and the lineage, whether it's, um, I mean, I don't have my own children, but the lineage, you know, the following generations, unless we, it's not a matter even of standing up in, like you said, in anger and in bitterness to the power and to the rage that we've had, you know, but more, how do we move ahead? And um, yeah, so I'm glad to hear that we've both taken that on. We took it on, we've taken it on with our others. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I love that planning, planet aligning kind of stuff. It's just so cool to yeah. me, you know? So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so one of the questions I ask, and I don't know if it's going to apply, but are there any myths or facts that you've kind of found along this journey of yours that you want to clarify for, for listeners? 
Um, I think that each one of us in this world really carries pain. Each one of us suffers to some degree or another. And for many of us, if not most of us, those pains and struggles are invisible. If they are mental health issues, if they are, you know, disabilities that are not seen, there are so many that are not seen. Um, that are really remain hidden from you for different reasons. Shame, not wanting to share, wanting to appear normal because you look so normal. And I think it's really important for us to try to recognize that every single person that we meet does have um, their own struggle. Maybe not that very moment, but that day. And it's, it's really hit home to me so strongly in the last few months and even in the last couple of days. Ironically or not enough through Facebook posting and uh, through and a friend who unfortunately left to his death just a few months ago here. Uh, um, and I think there are the myths, for example, in Facebook when you see people who have 4,000 friends and other people, what, how do people react to that? And they, what, that, what does that make them feel like? And someone can have 4,000 Facebook friends and still um, move to their deaths. Right. So I just, I think just the idea of that there is so much that is invisible and I feel like one of my purposes or missions or what I would like to help do is bring what, whatever can be made visible into, into the space that we can share and learn from each other and, and bring a little bit more healing to ourselves, to our s small circles and to larger circles and communities around us. What a, so, that's so I don't know if that's, yeah. Profound and um, again, beautiful way to look at it is if we can, yeah, kind of make these, this space, you know, where we honor each other um, in that, those, that invisible pain. Yeah, very beautiful. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite questions I throw out at you here is <laughs> if you could meet anyone dead or alive to help you along your journey, who would it be? You know, it's so funny. I don't know why I'm not going to say Gandhi, even though he's like always living here. But um, no, there are two women who I've never met. They're, they both passed away a long time ago. But because of the, their amazing lives and the impact that they've left, I think that's who I would say. And one of them is um, Frida Kahlo, the artist. And I believe that she was such a force of nature, despite all the horrifying um, um, you know, accidents that she had, the pain that she lived with. She lived with terrible pain for her life and, you know, personal struggles. She created amazing art and was very truthful in expressing her art. So that would be one person. And I hope one day to um, visit her home. I think it's in Mexico or somewhere. I don't know, but that's on my bucket list. And the other woman is very, not, is, not well known to most, I think. She's a, she was a Brazilian psychiatrist, and I don't think I'll pronounce her name right, but it was Nis Silvera or De Silvera. 
I watched a biopic about her, I think a couple of years ago. She was this incredible woman who uh, was trying to fight the patriarchy of psychiatrists in an, in an insane asylum, I think is what they called it at the time. Um, and she just started to learn how to deal with the, the inpatients in a very different way, really meeting them where they were, introducing them to, there wasn't a term yet at the time, but art therapy. And the incredible growth and expansion and calming effect that all of that had on the inpatients is so exhilarating to learn about. And I think her path and what she was able to achieve, you know, really going against the grain of what was acceptable therapy at the time. Right. She proved that there are other ways to reach people and to get under their, not under their skin, but to really reach them. Yes. And, um, I love that. So these two women I really hold up as um, incredible icons and, and role models. And I, again, I mean, I find like doing this podcast, I have amazing guests like you um, joining me and um, you know, people who I think as we, as we make our way through these hardships, so like the, the first, um, you know, Frida that you were talking about, you know, living with pain but yet creating this magnificent art and and then you know the other woman you know fighting the patriarchy but but finding this way to connect and, and helping these people heal those of us who have been through our heartache our trauma our pain our hurt and found our way onto the healing path how many of us then you know start to help others you know it's, it's almost like a soul calling to yeah. help others along their way, you know, that, come on, you can do this. Come on, you can do this. And I love that. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree with you. Yeah. It's really, I mean, it sounds trite, but it is in a way paying it or healing it forward. I think yeah. that's healing yeah. it forward, right? Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Healing it forward. <laughs> yeah. Great. Awesome. Um, all right. So I asked you that one. It, what is your dream job and are you doing it? Uh, it's not a job per se. It is a, it is a creation that I have been cobbling together and continue to do so. So it is, uh, well, it's still, I will always be writing and I hope to write um, at least two more books. The next one, if all goes well and I present it to my mother and she agrees, I hope to write with my mother also as a healing um, vehicle for us and for others, perhaps. My editor loves the idea. So that's yes. one, one dream um, project. And the other is really to, um, to bring more, more people, small groups and individuals into nature and to, do, and to interact with nature, but to do all these, to engage in all these different creative modalities that I've been doing already one-on-one -on -one in small workshops, let's say. But, um, but I'd like to do more of that, bring people into nature. I personally feel, if I can share this, that after having spent an inordinate amount of time um, sitting in front of a screen, my laptop, my phone, not like for days and weeks at a time, I've realized for myself and probably for others, it's not optimal for our mental or physical health, even right. though I do yoga and I walk. Um, and I think 
as it's growing more and more, and we're becoming more immersed into the digital technologies and learning more about it. And there's nothing wrong with it um, in moderation, yes. Right. But for myself, I feel like I would like to bring people more back, connect to nature, you know, take long break off digital devices, um, connect to nature, to themselves, to other people, you know, to look around, to engage with their body and with art and writing and um, creating labyrinths and um, speaking more, not feeling only connected through Facebook and social media. Uh, so I'm doing more of that and I'm actually in the planning for bring, uh, organizing a small group together to join me on the Via Francigena in Italy later this year. So I'd like to trial it, I guess, um, on that. And I'm calling it Offline Odyssey. So, uh, yeah, it's for healing, for yeah. people who want to heal in nature and also for people who want to take a bit of a prolonged walk in nature and what better place than Italy, like Tuscany and things like right. that. So, yeah, I'm in the planning of doing more of that. So it's all the things that I love to do and love to do with others, bringing it together. Yeah. Beautiful. Our, mm. our dream, we, we want to move to Hilton Head Island someday, but our dream <sighs> is to open a women's retreat center there that um, women can visit in it, it, same sort of thing like you know sit around you know a fire in the evenings and you know sing songs or talk or and have journaling and have yoga on the beach and do I mean like that same sort of thing of just un disconnecting from life and from all the social media and and all of that and just connecting back with with nature and one another and um yeah yeah that's on our that's on our dream bucket list too <laughs> so yeah yeah that sounds amazing actually maybe yeah. i'll come and visit you there that would right. be nice. i'll let you know i'll let you know if if and well say when we get it when right. we up and running <laughs> you know it's amazing that i find i don't know if you've done i mean you've been doing the podcast so so you know things arise and emerge but I have found even in the writing sessions that I do with people like journaling or prompts and painting, I do a lot of stand-up painting with people. These are people who say, I'm not a writer, I'm not an artist, that scares me, freaks me out. I go, this is without judgment. This is not instruction. This is you leading the way. And then they left, and you know, they breathe easier. Yes. And they see I'm not saying this is good and this is bad. And I'm just saying, go do what you need to do. Right. Have fun, don't have fun, do where, you know, just, just be who you are. And it's so liberating to so many people who are living under so many rules and authoritarian norms. And oh, it's such a relief to see people, really, their bodies released, right? So, yes. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <Amen>. <laughs> I've always said my dad, my dad was a phenomenal artist and my sisters had work in, um, you know, galleries, she's a phenomenal artist. I cannot draw a straight line with a ruler. I, it's terrible. And so, but I can write. I mean, that's my, my artistic gift and I love photography. So my friend had a birthday party and she said, we're going to do one of those painting and drink wine classes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're going to paint. This is going to be terrible. So we had to paint. Like it was not really a paint by numbers, but they, they walked you through which brush to use and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But you, you created it yourself. And it was the sun coming through trees in a forest. Oh my gosh, it turned out so cool. <laughs> like, I was so proud of myself. 
Yay, it actually looked you. like the sun coming through trees. So yeah. <laughs> That's I'm amazing. So it was not gonna look, turn out at, like that at all. So but, but yeah. Terry, you know, you know where, where that comes from probably is and maybe not, an art teacher saying to you, you don't know how to draw a line or right. you're really not an artist. And I think those messages of all, like all other kinds of messages, they get drummed into us even once and we alienate ourselves from our creative spirit in the process. So um, we need to, I'm so glad you did that. And yes. I'm so happy to see when people are willing to, yeah, to just say, yes, I'm just going to give it a shot. Let's right. See what happens. Yay. It was fun. I'd do it again. It was, I mean, Great. I actually really, really enjoyed it. So come yeah. down here. We'll paint together. All right. Awesome. <laughs> no instruction. <laughs> Sounds yeah. wonderful. Well, is yeah. there anything else that you would like to share with, with the audience before we close out? Um, you know, what to share? I think too many of us are living in shadow a lot of time, most of the time, we are leaving, many people are living in fear and in panic and in shame and all of that, and that too is invisible. And I do really wish for people, like I see you as being like such an incredible role model, Terry, and I, and I, and so, you know, your path is also something for me to learn from. And I really hope that people around the world as much as possible, that we can share this spirit of reconnecting to ourselves of being good to ourselves taking care of ourselves um, that i think will lighten the load on this entire planet you know if we're good to ourselves that radiates out the vibration raises we can forgive ourselves start to forgive others um, if we so choose or not i think everybody has their own path um, and become more visible to ourselves and to the human race so. Again, I keep saying it's beautiful, but you, you have a beautiful way with words and in and, and explaining it. And yes, um, very much so. And I love that idea. And one of the things, kind of add my own little twist to it maybe, is that, um, you know, and I, th I think there's certain people in my life that I tried to fix along the way because they were just struggling and hurting and I could see them flailing, but they just weren't ready yet. And so, but I... I just think we all still need to continue to like hold our hand out into that darkness. You know, those of us who have moved out of the darkness or are moving out um, to keep holding our hand out for those who are there um, hurting and just, you know, pulling them, helping them, helping them out when they're ready, when they're ready is the big part because I'm a fixer by nature. Um, and so I so want to fix people, <laughs> but I really, that has been a hard lesson learned and I finally get it is that sometimes there's just people who just, they're just not ready for that yet. They're to get the message and to hear it and to, um, they've, they've got to get there themselves. So. Uh, exactly. And I think you do though such a phenomenal job, even through this, not even, but with this podcast of putting, it's kind of spreading uh, with a capital G, the gospel, right? Of, it's almost like inching along and letting people maybe tap into your juice, your yeah. podcast juice, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, there may be that, just that one snippet of conversation, that one message that somebody will come across and go, hey, me too, or 
why not? Or now's the time. Yes. You know, or, or damn it, I'm going to have that conversation. Why am I keeping it inside and it's making me sick? That is, that is something else that um, actually, if I can just mention that, I find that there are so many people who are living in physical illness, autoimmune diseases, among other things. And one of the things that I'm so grateful to have learned on my path is learning how the illnesses that I struggled with at a younger age had a root cause. And the root cause, because of the connection between the mind, body, and spirit, yes. just suddenly illuminated itself to me. And I thought, aha, that's why I had all those anaphylactic episodes that sent me to the ER. And that's why I had ulcers. And that's why, that's why, that's why. And I think it, that's, those are such important lessons and um, learnings for people, I think, to, to realize and to awaken to. I think that maybe what they're suffering with in their bodies does have a root cause. And if they could only find that courage, that little tiny slice of courage and say, wait a minute, I don't have to live like this before. Maybe I need to deal with this. And maybe I need to start asking questions. And maybe I need to be honest. And I'll start to write or I'll paint or I'll walk and I'll meditate, I'll do yoga and maybe bit by bit I will give myself the permission to be more real and to find my core and to be good to myself and to connect to others who are on that path. I've been very fortunate to connect to people who are on the same path and it's what a gift. Oh and yes. It's healing it's healing in that, you know, me too thing. I get you yeah. thing. Yeah. Um and darn, my menopause brain just went, because ah, I was going to, going to say something that, I, that resonated that you had said, but um, now it's gone. So okay. I just, I'll just <laughs> applaud you and say, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, you can send it to me later. I'd be happy to hear, Terry. All right. If it's, if it's awesome. just, right. I'll, yeah, 2 a.m. I'll be like, oh, I got it. I remember. You um, can call me then. I'll be awake. Oh, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. It'll be 2 p.m. your time tomorrow. Right. <laughs> So how do, how do people get a hold of you? How do they follow your, you know, your blog? We know the book oh. is on Amazon. So, um, yeah. Yeah, the book is on Amazon, still with some technical glitches of the gods of Amazon. Yeah, they're still trying to work those, need them out. Um, so, yes, my book is on Amazon. And um, I've got my blog, which is called healingpilgrim.com. And my website is my name, amityanko.com. And where am I? And I'm on other social media. I'm Healing Pilgrim on Facebook and on Twitter and my name also on Facebook. So you can connect with me in different places. Okay. And uh, if anyone is interested to, um, to just learn a little bit more about these offline odysseys and these workshops that I do, which I actually call them heart shops because I think the art is in there and it comes from the heart and it connects to the heart. So I call them heart shops. So you can find out more about that on my site and uh, that's it. And then otherwise, yeah, here and I am. Again, this planet aligning stuff because I collect hearts. <laughs> I find hearts oh. everywhere. I find hearts in nature when I'm hiking. So if, even if you go to my website, I have a whole page dedicated to photos I've taken of hearts that I found yeah. Or friends send me so like I have this little healing stone in the shape of a heart um, that a friend oh, had gotten me so hearts are my thing and I love it that you you know you have heart in your in your workshop name so yeah <laughs> beautiful we're connected Terry <laughs> I know we are that's we are we're, 
the other side of the world. That's exactly. Yeah. Well, I thank you for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, and thank you for the beautiful work that you're doing. I can't wait to read your book. Um, yeah, I want to, I'm going to buy a copy and then like send it to, to you because I so want you to sign it for me. I just want to have it. <laughs> okay. Get your autograph. We'll have to meet. We'll have to meet, Terry. Yes. Really, I really feel that there's, or the stars will align. We will meet somewhere. All right. And then I'll so. bring my book and you can, you can sign it. Absolutely. All right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's, been a joy to talk to you really absolutely well i do a little close out here everyone thank you for joining us today and until next time remember be gentle with yourselves thanks bye-bye